G'day everybody, David Redden and Sam Zickman here with our regular Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast. Sam, good evening. Oh David, it's great to be with you. Wow, what a what an entertaining uh, week three of NFL we had. Um, I know me and you watched a fair bit of the weekend's matches and there was plenty happening. There were some, some amazing results. There was a, a, a record-breaking field goal. It felt like it had everything on the weekend and can't wait to chat about it tonight. No, neither can I. Um, some very big scores on the weekend. Um, and just to let everybody know, this is the second time we had a crack. I've had all sorts of problems with my computer in the in the first uh, in our first crack at this. So this is our second crack. Some amazing games, some extraordinary results. I know that Sam and I are both very pleased at the moment because Minnesota and Dallas were impressive. They didn't just win; they won well on the weekend. Um, I'm lucky enough to have watched quite a lot of footy on the weekend. It was thrilling. Uh, just go through the scores: Carolina 24, the Texans 9, the Titans 25, the Colts 6. 25, the Colts 16. The Falcons 17 with a late field goal as time expired for over the Giants 14. You wouldn't want to be a, a football fan in New York there. None from six <laughs> New York teams. Luckily, they've got a baseball team that it could make the finals. Big win, the Chargers over the Chiefs 30-24. The Bengals 24 over the Steelers 10. The Browns 26 over the Bears 6. The Ravens 19-17 over the Lions with an extraordinary last-minute field goal. Last second field goal. The Saints 28-13 over New England in um, Foxborough. That's a big win. The Cardinals 31. They keep on rolling 19 uh, over the Jags 19. The Washington football side 21 got pogoed by the Buffalo Bills 43. The Broncos did what I think everybody in America thought they would do and beat the Jets 26-0. And Sam, quite frankly, I would love to put the University of Alabama's starting side up against the Jets because I reckon they'd give them a, a run for their money at the moment. They are just poor. They've probably got more NFL quality players, which is a harsh, harsh comment. But the Jets are not playing, uh, not playing well. Uh, probably only being matched by the Bears for their their lack of NFL performance at the moment. The Raiders thirty one, the Dolphins twenty eight. The great game of football in Las Vegas. Three field goals on overtime there. The Vikings thirty over the Seahawks seventeen. Terrific result. The Rams very impressive thirty four twenty four over the Buccaneers, despite Brady throwing for over four hundred yards. Great game, the Green Bay Packers 30 over the uh, 49ers 28 with a large last second field goal from Mason Crosby from 51. And Sam, we'll talk about this game first. Um, the Monday Night Football game, which I know you would have been all over, the Cowboys most impressive over the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21, despite a sack in the end zone that cost them a touchdown. Uh, you must have been very impressed. This guy, Pollard's a serious talent at running back. He produces a very dangerous one-two punch for, with Prescott giving the ball up to them. Oh, I was I was really really buoyed by the Cowboys' performance for uh, a tortured franchise like the Cowboys have been since 1995. It's you know you come into these games and you don't expect to, to win. You just expect that you know the, the defense of of, uh, of Philly would would be too strong. But Dallas looked great. They were you know uh, digs on, on on defense was good. Um, you know I thought his his pick was really important. But then on on offense, Dax to settle back in after the injury. You know, the Pollard and Zeke Elliott uh, combination, C.D. Lamb, you know, throwing to Mari Cooper. They're a really dangerous team, Dallas. So I'm, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but I, but I feel like I might be because we just look like we're the standout in that division. So I think the Cowboys have put to bed. And look, it's early. It's only week three. But, you know, the, we know the Giants are rebuilding. Washington's uh, not where we thought they would be. And I think uh, Dallas showed that Philly are not really up to speed either. Jalen Hurts had a poor game. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys are the class of the NFC East this year, David. Now that we've seen them for a couple of weeks, the Giants are hopeless. 
um, despite that great game against Washington. That that you made a comment last week that that was a terrific game between two ordinary sides, and I think that's been shown up. It was a terrifically entertaining game, and Daniel Jones was excellent. But the NFC East has changed very quickly, and I, I, if Dallas can keep everybody on the field, they're going to be hard to stop. And I would suggest to you they'll get past the wild card round of playoffs. The way they're going, you would think that the top few sides in the NFC at the moment, in no particular order, are the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, and certainly Arizona, Dallas. Um, and I'm still waiting to see how Jameis Winston goes when he's really tested. I do not believe Carolina's form. They actually haven't played too many people. But those are the sides that I expect to be in the running. I'm not even sure the, the, the Seattle will make the playoffs. But anyway, that's another matter. Um, yeah, Seattle. And out of all those teams, if, if I'm talking from, from a Cowboys point of view, the team I don't want to play is the Rams because they look special. Well, you don't want to play. So, you, if you if you're going to play the Rams, you'd want to play them in Arlington, not in Inglewood, because they're not going to get beaten. At, at, I can see them going through the whole season at SoFi. Um, they've just got they've just got game changes everywhere you look. On the, you know, obviously the issues they had was the quarterback last year, but the the defense is so strong. They've got solid safeties and, and quarterback play. They've got you know Aaron Donald. Um, look, it might be a big call, but I think he's the best defensive player I've ever seen. Um, he gets double and triple teamed and still impacts the game. He's a phenomenal player. Um, he, he's probably the best player in the league who's not a quarterback. I think that's probably fair to say. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm obviously a generation and a half older than you. I remember watching Lawrence Taylor. And yep. Lawrence Taylor is the best defensive football I've ever seen because I think he changed the game. Ray Lewis is in the top five. This guy is clearly in that top five. There's no question at all that they are. You go back to the monsters of the midway and go to guys, if you read your history, guys like Butkus and these sort of fellows. But these blokes are dynamic. He's a big man and he just makes he makes things show. He actually, Brady actually played quite well. The Tampa put on 24, but um, they were very, very good, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And again, if they can stay fit um, and they've got the nucleus aside, they were in the Super Bowl not that long ago and they've got a much, they've got a better quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers certainly showed that he was emotionally invested in playing, at least playing football at the moment. The way he was thrilled with the win the other day showed me that he's invested. I think they've sorted some things out. They were diabolical in round one. They've come back with two wins. And all of a sudden, they're top of the black and blue division. Um, this was a terrific game of football. It really was. And uh, the Niners will just be furious. They gave him a little bit of time at the end of the game. The Niners have got their team. I mean, last year was a write-off for the Niners because they've had so many injuries, but they've got most of their players back. Garoppolo looked good. Uh, I liked the fact they brought Trey Lance in for a few plays. I thought that was that was nice to see. Scored a rushing um, touchdown off of either a wheel, either uh, either a play action or a bootleg on the left yeah, hand side. Did he not? And it really gives them something that they, they previously have hadn't had with Garoppolo because he's not the most versatile quarterback for running, but. Yeah, I thought they looked really good. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago, so they're, they're a quality team. But, yeah, I think that first week was just a bad performance uh, from the Packers and that Aaron Rodgers is the real deal. And, you know, he's got Devontae Adams, who he can you know, catch the ball from anywhere. And, um, yeah, they're a solid team, Green Bay, and they're definitely in the top four to five in the, in the conference. But they'll be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of if anybody else... And I don't think... She, the, only, the only, not necessarily threat to them... But Minnesota could sneak in if they get things their way. But Minnesota's got to beat Green Bay at least once to get there. It's as simple Minnesota as that. Minnesota looked really good, Dave. You must have been... Uh, I was. I was with oh. Dallas. You must have been 
the same in Minnesota. Oh, especially from a certain point in the game, they Kurt Cousins and they're they're running they're running um, uh, running plays took over. Seattle didn't have an answer to that particular offense. They Adam Thielen was dangerous. They all looked dangerous, to be quite honest with you. And Seattle. I, th- I if I was going to describe that performance in defense, I'd actually say, and this is the first time I've ever said this about them, they were passive. And Minnesota scorched them, Sam. They in that there's a certain point in the game when it was level on the, the Vikings just went berserk. Cousins was dialed in. It was just amazing. First time that uh, Russell Wilson's been beaten by Minnesota, which is gives me great joy after what those bastards have done to us. But we won't go there. But no, it's, Mi- it's just been like uh, watching Seattle play football now, they're just so far away from the Legion of Boom now on, on defence. And we know that, you know, Russell got paid a huge sum of money and ultimately what that means is that you can't afford to keep, you know, the, the Richard Shermans of the world and the other players who are in, in that defence and they've slowly just whittled away on defence to the point where that they're just not going to be good enough uh, to win because all they have is one side of the ball now. And that, that, that might get you into the playoffs, but that doesn't win you playoff games anymore. And, um, yeah, Seattle have come off the boil, and I thought Minnesota were really impressive. Oh, I'm very glad to say I did, particularly after such a poor start. Um, I think we need to drill down. Um, as I said, everybody, this is the second time we've, we've recorded this one due to some problems that I had here. Sam, I think there's a massive focus on what's going on at Soldier Field at the moment. Um, Chicago coach... Must be in some sort of danger. They are they are really struggling. Please talk about um, Justin Fields and what happened and and where where things are at in Chicago. I'm sure that there's some very angry people at the moment, particularly in the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, so it was really odd uh, watching Chicago play. And look, I, I really like Cleveland. They're, they're one of my they're one of my favourite teams to watch. Although I'm a Cowboys um, supporter, I've got a real big soft spot for Cleveland. So I watched the game, and I just could not believe the offense that Chicago rolled out. Um, Justin Fields is a, is a quarterback who needs an opportunity to run. He needs an opportunity for space. He needs to be able to break down the defense with his legs. And that's not the offense that was given to him by, by, by Nagy. In fact, he was getting him to pass the ball. I mean, ended up 6 for 20, 68 yards. I mean, it was, it's just a crazy, crazy offense, almost to the detriment of this play. And now, I'm not a massive Chicago Bears supporter. I haven't followed them. A lot, but they're a bit of a tortured franchise with quarterbacks. Um, Trubisky, and we go back and back and back, and they've finally got Justin Fields, who's a really solid player. Um, and yeah, we've both heard rumours. It's been on ESPN that they're calling for the coach's head because it's almost like he didn't want this quarterback or that he's not willing to change his offence. Now, Matt Nagy, three years ago, was the coach of the year. He was meant to be the quarterback whisperer, and that feels like an aberration in itself now because it was a really poor performance. And I hope for Justin Fields' benefit that they change things up if they're going to put him out there again because that could have, yeah, that could have been really detrimental to his future. Oh, of course it could have been. And um, you'd think that things have been positive. The Chicago Bears have just paid a large amount of money, $192 million, to uh, buy a 26-acre block of land in northwest Chicago, not far from O'Hare Airport, a place called Arlington Park Racecourse. It's a horse racing track, almost identical to the setup that's at Inglewood that uh, Fies at. Magnificent setup. I was looking at Google Earth today. It's huge. Uh, you were mentioning too, earlier on they can probably set up their training facilities there as well and have the one big complex, which is the way that football clubs are going. But no, very concerned with what's going on at Chicago. Obviously, as a Vikings fan, it helps us if Chicago aren't playing good football, but things aren't right at that club and watch this space because 
they have been poor for a long time or average for a long time, Chicago. And they are a very big city with a fantastic football history. So, Sam, the Ch- what about the Chiefs? The Chiefs getting wrestled by the, the Chargers in, at Arrowhead. What a game of football this was. This is just a battle of two quarterbacks that are just, they're just straight out of a video game, these two. They're unbelievable. Not that um, Mahomes had his best game. In fact, he was, at times, he was poor. Um, but Justin Herbert, he is special. Um, the teams that pass on him in the draft would have to be kicking themselves because he's a game changer. Um, the Chargers are the real deal. Uh, they're, they're a team that really struggled in the close games for the last few years, but they're winning them now. They're 2 and 1 on the season, but, you know, that they've played really, really well. They got beaten by the Cowboys last week, and, you know, that form line certainly looking really good, but very, very impressive performance. Um, the, the Chiefs notably tried to get Edward Zelaya into the game a lot more this week. He's been a lot under a lot of pressure. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a, look, a solid performance by the Chiefs, but we've come to expect so much more than them. Uh, and Justin Herbert was special, and uh, I really, really am buoyed by the, uh, by the Chargers for this season. And so you should be. It's as simple as that. So you should be. that They... That, that, that we'll talk about this week's game. They've got a massive divisional game this week, but they're a very, very good football side and they're exciting, they're talented, um, they've got both sides of the ball and they play in a tough division. I mean, you look at who they've got, there are no easy games. They've got the Raiders who are 3-0, they've got the Chiefs who'll come good and they've got Denver who are, you know, that's a tough division at the moment. Both Western divisions are tough. So, you know... Well, in- yeah, well, I mean, the, Raiders, the Raiders are sitting 3-0 and and they're probably not even... You know, they're an outside chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> so I, I think we both tipped them to go 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight in our preseason preview, Sam, so to be quite honest with you. Um, look, time time to move on. Um, but again, some great, great games of football. It's so exciting watching. This is such competitive football, uh, and it's an exciting league. There's these hugely talented players. One of the things for mine that you are getting to see the best athletes in a country of 320 million people. And just the speed and the versatility and the the depth of the game. And, you know, it, it's a complex game being played at its very best. And at the moment, it's a great product. I think you'll agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it takes every facet of these players to get to where they are. They're, you know, they're, they're smart. They, they're, they're learning the plays. It's such a cerebral game as much as a physical game. And, and that's why it is the number one game in America. It's taken over from baseball. This is the one that, that people come out to watch. Um, whether it's at the games or on TV, and it's it's an amazing product. Oh, look, I think the baseball and basketball are very close to one another. Basketball's also got some superb athletes, and I know how much you love your NBA. I love the baseball too. The only one of the big four that I don't really follow much is the hockey. But, um, yeah, the, the, the two most competitive football leagues in the world by far are the NFL and the European Cup, and probably the AFL's not in the top five as well, but they're by – everything else is daylight second. Um, some interesting games this week, some ordinary games. Whoever scheduled Jacksonville and Cincinnati on Thursday night football needs their head red. But anyway, the Bengals 2-1. and one. The J- Jacksonville, Terry Lawrence has got to stop turning the ball over. The Titans will pogo the Jets. That game's at New York. More misery for our friends in, in East Rutherford. The Chiefs and the Eagles is actually quite an interesting game. Both teams 1-2. and two. Um, There'll be pressure on in both if they lose, but you would think the Chiefs would get home. The Panthers and the Cowboys... Serious now, the, the Chiefs. I, I wouldn't want to be the Eagles this week. Carolina on having great defence this year, fourteen um, points or fewer in each game this season. They finally get tested because they're going to Arlington and they're playing they Dallas. Are, they're going to go, and they're going to 
go there without the superstar Christian McCaffrey. So they're going to be in, in a world of hurt, I would think, against the Cowboys. That he just does so much for that team. He, he you know, he'll root, routinely have eleven catches and you know, eighteen rushes. Like he just does so much for that team. I just don't know what they do without him. So I think the Cowboys will probably be too strong, um, and that might that'll be the first loss for the Panthers for the year if that happens. McCaffrey a string everybody. Hammy uh, done last week. The Giants have beat thirty to one to go, and a new name that I haven't I hadn't seen this one before. Maybe I've missed something there. But the the Louisiana Superdome's commercial names now Caesar Superdome. It used to be a Mercedes Benz. It's gone to Caesar Superdome. Um, in as I've seen there, I hadn't seen that name before to be honest. No, uh, either. No. The Giants going to the Saints. The, the Giants are twenty to one. The Browns and the Vikings actually are sort of the game that Minnesota need to test them. But that's a huge game at US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Cleveland, a very, very good football side. Let's see how good Minnesota are against this mob. Um, this will be a litmus test for both this week, David. Whoever wins this game can say that their form really does stack up. And the Vikings, you know, if they do go down, they'll be the best one and three team going around. Well, interesting that. Of all the teams that the Bears would want to play right now, given what they're going through, they get the Lions at Soldier Field. We'll come back, but the Lions have got a real show because the Bears are ordinary. The Texans and the Bills playing Buffalo and, oh yeah, good luck, Houston. The Colts and the Dolphins, actually quite interesting game. Neither team, they're 0 what are they? They're 1-5 and one and five between them. This game's in Miami. Uh, probably think Miami, although they've got problems with Chua, who's out on the IL, I believe, for a couple of weeks. Washington head to Atlanta, another interesting game. Whoever loses will be 1-3. and three. Oh, what a divisional game this is for the Seahawks. Thank you very much. I get a bit risk by Minnesota, and then now they go to Santa Clara to play the Niners. Just what they don't need. The Cardinals and the Rams, what a game of football this is. So all divisional rivalries in the NFC West this weekend. Wow, wow, wow. The Cardinals and the Rams, this should, this should be one of the best games of the season. The Steelers head to Lambeau Field, and maybe five or six to one going up there. The Ravens and the Broncos, big test for the Broncos. Really big test to see where they're at. We'll come back to this one. Just a minor game in New England, the yeah, Buccaneers and the Pats. Man. And Monday night football. Oh, oh my goodness. Game, Monday night. And, and <laughs> I've got an extra long weekend this week, so I get to watch it, which is good. Um, the Raiders against the Chargers at SoFi. Holy cow, what a game of football this is. We'll come back to Tampa and New England. Um, we'll go here first. The Raiders and the Chargers. The Chargers are two and run. The Raiders three and zero. When when are the Raiders going to stop winning? It, it's finally you you wonder where they turn the corner. This is a massive test for them, particularly at SoFi. I can't quite pick them because Las Vegas, Los Angeles are a very good football side. Yeah, they're, they're, it's going to be a good game. Look, both quarterbacks are playing really well. We shouldn't discount um, how well Carr's playing as well. He, he's had a great start to the season. You know, he's got some assets. You know, Henry Ruggs is playing really well. I've been impressed overall with the defense um, from Vegas. Um, I think that it will be the, the Chargers. But, look, this is one of those games for these two teams where this is an opportunity for them to stand up and be counted. Uh, both of these teams have had problems closing out games, closing out seasons. And, you know, 4-0 for, for Vegas with who they've played would be an amazing result after four weeks. And look, I think the Chargers would be pretty happy with, with three and one uh, based on who they've played as well. So massive game. Uh, I think the Chargers would be too strong just on the back of just how good Herbert is. Austin Eckler is a, an, elite, uh, an elite running back in our game at the moment. He's so hard to stop. Um, he, he hasn't had a lot of red zone touches. It's been interesting to see that, you know, because Herbert's so good on throwing, that's kind of been the go-to. But 
I would expect to see him get involved in the game a little bit more this week. Um, yeah, good game. What a game to sit back and watch. I'm glad this is that the. I'm glad this game isn't going head to head with Tampa Bay um, <laughs> and, and, the, and the Patriots because I want to be able to sit back and watch it, and that's the game I'm looking forward to, and that's the game I'm going to be watching every minute of. And that's the game we're going to go to now. There's a fascinating article on ESPN today um, quoting a lot of people in Boston sports. A very famous writer in Boston is a guy called Dan Shaughnessy, and he's been a legend of Boston sports for many, many years. Interesting dude. Not sure if he's a great bloke as a human being, but he's a superb writer. And he and a lot of other influential, of course, sport in Boston is huge. They, they are saying this is the biggest non-playoff game that Boston's ever seen. And, of course, Fox Bruce. Fox, interesting, Fox Bruce, the same distance out of... Um, the centre of Boston, as the Hawkesbury River is out of the centre of Sydney. It's 30 miles. It's actually quite a long way. This is a month, massive game. Tom Brady heading back to the place that he made famous, going back as a member of the Buccaneers. Um, it'll be a strange feeling. I think the Boston fans will be pretty supportive. When the game gets going, um, that will be interesting, but I think that he'll be warmly welcomed back given what he's done there. But I can see Brady wanting to put 40 on Belichick. I really can't. Yeah, some of the comments from Belichick were really interesting. It was kind of like he did the interview about the game, as you'd expect he'd do with all the press, and every comment was backhand. I felt it was a backhanded compliment every time he was talking about Brady. It was kind of interesting that I don't think there's a lot of love lost between these two. I think when they when their careers are finished, they'll probably be able to take a step back. But I think they're so locked in, both of them, they, they just don't have the ability um, to you know to, to look past that at this stage. I think Brady's going to go in there as an opposition player. He's going to be focused. Um, I, I think he will. I would think he will try and show uh, Belichick up. I think he's going to put on a really good performance. You know, his heir apparent, Mac Jones, has been okay. Has been serviceable this season. Um, but yeah, I think Tampa Bay have got a better team. They're, they just need to shore up their defense. Sherman coming on board will help for that. I think they'll be too strong for the Patriots, but. The, the big watch for me is just yeah, how he's received and I guess how Brady handles, handles the moment. Absolutely. And, and the, yeah, there's all these interesting questions. New England are only average at the moment. They're starting the Mac Jones era. Um, Tampa, uh, as I said, we, we discussed earlier, Richard Sherman's on his way to Tampa Bay. Um, uh, he's there now. And that's a very big pickup for them. He'll teach them all those their, their secondary a lot. He is already doing so. Um, on a pure footballing sense, the Buccaneers would probably be seven to eight point favourites, I would have thought. But just Brady's clearly capable of just managing this. This will be huge. And probably in Brady's case, he'll want the best thing for him would be to start the game and then get out get out of dodge and get out get to Tampa. Um, because it's just gonna be intense. The int- the scrutiny and the in- and the media build up in America even right now would be monstrous, Sam. Absolutely massive, and this game's on Sunday. It's just brilliant that we've got this because there were no guarantees that this game was going to happen in you know in the era of Tom Brady leaving. They're in different conferences, they're obviously in different divisions. It's just brilliant that we get it, and we get it at Foxborough, and it's going to be great to sit back and watch. It's it's going to be one of those ones that you just really have to sit back and watch the whole thing because you want to soak in what the atmosphere is going to be like there uh, in Boston. Two NFC uh, West uh, d- divisional games in the NFC West, only v- not too far away from each other, Santa Clara and and, and Inglewood. What a, what a draw we've got here. The Seattle at one and two heading to San Francisco. And Zona and – this is one of the biggest games of the year. Zona and Los Angeles, both 3-0, playing at SoFi. It's amazing. And to think that Seattle 
could very well be three games behind the leader of the NFC West is beyond belief after four games. But that's what I'm looking at. I I just think that San Francisco put up a pretty decent performance against Green Bay last week. And Green Bay's a better team than Seattle are. There's no question in my mind. And I just, I think San Francisco's got the attacking weapons to cause them all sorts of problems. Seattle might score 24 or 27, but can they stop them? And I don't, I don't think they can. I just don't think they can stop them. No, Debo Samuel's playing amazing. And um, look, any team that's got Russell Wilson, you think they're, you know, they're going to be an opportunity, and, and they really do need to win this game, Seattle. So this is, this is the test for them because if Seattle can't pull this one out, then maybe the year is finished. Uh, maybe, maybe they're done because they, they will be three games behind if they lose, and I don't think they can catch maybe anyone in their division, David, if they get beaten this game. No, because the, all of these sides can play. They're serious talents. The Cardinals and the Rams at the exact same time, this is the afternoon set in America. For those of you that aren't aware, there's, a, there's an early set of games in the middle of the afternoon, and then there's a nighttime game, which is on national television. These being played on the West Coast uh, after, as the afternoon set, the second set of games. Uh, Arizona playing great football. Um, Sam's man, Kyler Murray, lights out a brilliant athlete against the Los Angeles Rams, who put it to Tampa last week and beat them by 10. I have to tip LA because they're at home, but this this could be a phenomenal game of football, and I hope that it is. Yeah, look, there's going to be there's two battles here. You've got the the, the quarterback battle between Colomari and, and Stafford, and then you've got the you know the wide receiver battle between Christian Kirk and Cooper Cup, who's Cooper Cup's been he's five touchdowns in the first three rounds of the season. He's he's up there in the top five uh, wide receivers, which I don't think anyone saw coming. Maybe we should have because there was a lot of stories about how well Stafford and and couple connecting, uh, it's going to be the game of the. It'll. It's going to be the best game of the day. I mean, I know we really want to watch the Pats and, and Tampa Bay go, but this, this is going to be the game of the week, uh, and I'm really looking forward to watching it. And I, I think the Rams are they're a class above at the moment. I think they'll beat the Cardinals, but it's going to be a, a fantastic encounter. Superb! Cannot wait to watch it. Honestly, genuinely can't wait. What other games are of real interest? There's so many mismatches here. The Lions and the Bears. The Browns and the Vikings, a cracking game of football. That's one of the early games in Minneapolis. That's a midday start, I think, in Minneapolis because it's an hour behind New York. Um, that's going to be a cracking game. Some of the others won't be. Um, certainly, the records would state that Carolina's a real show, but um, Dallas actually have to put Carolina away. It's as simple as that. If they're going to be really competitive, these are the games. The Panthers have got Sam Darnold, a quarterback who's been very good. And the Carolinas' defence has been excellent, but they haven't played a side like Dallas yet, and Dallas are just getting better and better. Um, I would think the Cal- Carolina will put up a good performance. The Eagles-Chiefs game is very dangerous in Philly for Carolina for Kansas City. It's dangerous. They do not want to be one and three in that division, particularly if the Raiders win. If the Raiders could be three games in front, or the Broncos three games in front of the Chiefs after four games, holy cow! They're playing for a wild card if, if they lose yep. this and one of those teams win. I don't think you can make up three. I mean, I know we've got an extra week now. We've got 17, but I think they'll win. I think they'll beat the year. I think they'll make the Eagles in second rate, to be honest. Yeah, the Eagles are still a work in progress. Um, I didn't mind their fight 
against Dallas. I thought they kept on going. There was a brilliant throw from Hertz when he was running and throwing across his body. Rao's older in a touchdown with about seven Dallas blokes around him. They kept on going, but they were outclassed. And for them to be outclassed inside their own division is a real concern in that NFC East because it's one of those divisions that could be a game or so. For me, there's a clear delineation now from Dallas to the next two and then New York down the bottom, whereas last year it was so topsy-turvy. And I'm not saying that because you're a Dallas man. I've now seen them play. We were, we debated in the off season about you know the when we talked about it last week the Washington defense they had forty one points in again on the weekend so the Washington's not looking like they're they're much shape but look and and until and until the quarterback play of Hurts improves that Dak just doesn't have a rival because Dak is now I would say a top five quarterback with the way he's come out at the start of this year so whenever you've got a top five quarterback unless you're playing against another top five quarterback. You're not going to lose a lot of games in, in division. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys will have a, the next couple of years up their sleeves. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The Giants will get beaten by the Saints. Um, the the Titans will put on thirty eight against New York. I think the Bengals will take care. The Bengals are actually playing competitive football in a tough division. Um, they'll they'll beat the Jags. Jags are a work in progress and. I still think that there's 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 rumours about Urban Meyer to the University of Southern California. Watch this space. Um, speaking of college football, holy smoke, was that entertaining Sunday? Oh my goodness me, there were some good games. Um, and I can't believe the Longhorns aren't in the rankings, David. How is that possible? They're only <laughs> losses to a- they play touch foot. Come on, Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes would have been furious with that. Because Texas Tech gave up 70. It was a 70-35 game. That's Unbelievable. Re- I and- mean, Arkansas, they, they knocked off the Longhorns uh, in week two. When the and, and they pogoed them. They didn't just beat them. They pogoed no, them. But, but they've done that to everyone. Arkansas is a legit team now. They, oh. are, the, they are legit. So are Notre Dame. Agree. 100%. And Clemson being resold by North Carolina State, if you don't mind. Wow. No one expected that, but Clemson's fallen off a cliff. Your, your man your man Spencer Rattler's not having a great start to the year. They just got home, and he he looked he looked pressured. He looked pressured, to be fair. Um, but Oklahoma were not good and were lucky, to be honest. I watched a lot of that. I'm just enjoying watching all of the football at the moment. It's great. Sam, um... And then, of course, the Steelers and the Packers. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. The Steelers have won the last five against Green Bay, which I find extraordinary. I cannot believe that. they. I wonder if that predates Aaron Rodgers. But anyway, um, I don't think it'll happen. Pittsburgh's fallen into a bit of a hole at the moment. I think I think this is a... We can't say it's a victory lap because it won't be. But I just think this is one of those ones where the Steelers... They really do look after their players. I mean, they've um, they've got a track record of being really good to their to their superstars who have won them Super Bowls. And I think they're just giving Big Ben this season just to do his thing. I think ultimately he'll he'll move on at the end of the year. But I don't think the Steelers have got the cattle uh, or the quarterback to get anything done this year. I, I would expect the Packers to be too strong and um, and the Steelers to to look at a, a reasonable draft pick and a reset next season. Oh yes. Perhaps Spencer Rattler, who's going to be one of the... I, maybe, I, maybe. Maybe, maybe. You never know. Um, you would think that they'll look, they always look at quarterbacks from Alabama these days. So, Look, um, it's a fabulous weekend of football coming up again. Um, long weekend in Australia. So you, if those of you that like your football, you get to sit back and enjoy if you want to. Um, but, yeah, look, some of the, those NFC divisional games are huge. Again, just to go over them again, they are... 
San Francisco hosting Seattle and Los Angeles Rams hosting Arizona. Another divisional game is the Raiders and the Chargers in um, uh, in Los Angeles. So two games in Los Angeles this weekend. That won't happen often this year. This year. And then the Bucks and the Pats. Pfft. Sunday Night Football America, the entire country watching. Watch this space here. It's going to be really, really interesting. I'll try and get and see if I can watch the pregame to see what how they react towards Tom Brady. And speaking about reactions, I mentioned this earlier. Halftime, Detroit. Okay, so they're at Ford Field playing the Baltimore Ravens. Got risked, got beaten 19-17. And they had a Hall of Fame, uh, Fame Hall of Fame presentation to the great Calvin Johnson. And the president of the football club is named Sheila Ford. And she's a, she's a Ford. She's got another surname, but she goes by Sheila Ford. And she came on to speak to the to Detroit fans. And sometimes when you hear presidents speak at places, there's these slight booing. This was the most sustained booing I've heard since Australia played Uruguay in the World Cup qualifier in 2005. I know I was there, but this was unbelievable. So you couldn't hear her speak. And as soon as she did speak, it got louder and louder. And it was Detroit fans saying, "You have sh- your family has shafted us for a long time. You don't pay your footballs. You lost Barry's. Two of the best footballers I've ever seen are Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, and they called their careers up early because the Detroit, the management of Detroit has been defunct for so long. But if you get a chance to go and watch the, the highlights of it, it was, I was, I'll tell you where I saw, heard it on. It was the Pat Mac. There was a Pat McAfee. You know that amazing Pat McAfee show? Sucked. It's so good. Oh, it is. It's, it's no holds barred. But he, there's a snippet of it, and they actually play the booing. So if you get a chance, go and listen to it. It's just hectic. Sam, I know you had a good chance to look at that DJ Graham interception for Oklahoma last week against America. It's still in my mind. That was one of the more ridiculous things. Now you've seen it. It is a ridiculous athletic feat, what he performed. It was just... Well, it's funny we're talking about Kelvin Johnson because that's the type of stuff that Negatron would do <laughs> and, well, uh, and should have done for many, many more years than he ended up playing in the NFL. And I think oh. that's exactly why they booed because Kelvin Johnson's career was not just cut short there. He was... Five years. Five years, I think. he. I mean, he, he could still be playing, and he walked away, and it, and it was at the, the feet of the management of the Detroit Lions, so I'm not surprised that they booed. I haven't heard that, but I'm definitely going to have a listen. Go and have a that, That's where I saw it, because I love watching snippets of, of the McAfee show, because it's fascinating, particularly when he talks about because he doesn't care what he says. He just says it real. But no, he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't pull any punches. They're swearing in it. It's just, it's a terrific, it's one of the best shows I've seen because you'll get to be an insider. And of course, McAfee's a lunatic himself. He's not just one of those. He's not like that Peyton and Eli Manning things. That's great to listen to. But McAfee's a complete maniac. <laughs> and he gets the good interviews. He gets Rogers and he gets a few others that don't often do those things. So Peyton's on there sometimes as well. So... Mate, enjoy your football this weekend. Um, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to it. There's just so much happening. And by, by the time this weekend's done, there's almost a quarter of the season gone, which is quite remarkable. The weather's still mild. Um, and, of course, that will change very, very, very quickly, particularly north of the 48, uh, north north of the Mason-Dixon line. But, no, keep an eye on your football. Enjoy, you'll enjoy your college footy and your NFL this week. Sam, thank you so much for your time and look forward to speaking next week. Thanks, David. Can't wait to talk about uh, what's going to be a fascinating week for next week. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Take care. We'll speak to you all soon. Bye-bye.